Hello everyone, welcome back to the Lubcast. The Celtics are in the fucking finals. This is ridiculous. I am so beyond happy right now. Coming up on the pod, uh, me and Jordan are getting into some Celtics talk. Then we're going to be talking about some proposed changes to the NBA. And then we're going to talk a little NBA trades this offseason, a little players that could be on the move. Alrighty, we're back. I'm here with Jordan Dyer. Jordan Dyer, the fucking Boston Celtics are going to the fucking finals. Oh my God, are you are you excited? Let's How go, you dude. Let's fucking go. That that series honestly just felt like it was way overdue to be over. It yeah, like just Took went a couple off years off my life. Way too long. Honestly, I think after Game Five, everyone just kind of assumed the Heat were cooked and injured and done. Yeah. And, then game six came around and they played some of the best basketball that you can literally play. Jimmy Butler gave us a 47 piece. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I was, I was confident going into game seven, but still nervous. And then it, it got way too close at the end, but they got it done. So super hype. what do you think of the game? A little trivia for you, JD. How old were we? How, what age were we the last time the Celtics were in the finals? Do you know? It was 12 years ago. Yeah. So eight. Eight. Yeah. So 2010. Yeah. We were eight years old last time. And then we were six when they won. Dude. I vaguely I re- remember it. I remember the winning because I was sitting with my dad. Like, oh, in, really? Yeah. We were sitting in his bedroom watching. And I remember us freaking out, like fucking dancing up and down when they I won, remember. It's like, I specifically like, remember losing in 2010 and came to my house. Yeah, and Philly. yeah, it was just, it was, we were just so sad. It was bad. Yeah. I don't remember. I, 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 yeah, I distinctly remember 2008. 2010 was really rough. I remember that one. That that sucked. There were some losses in there. I feel like the 2010 one hurt the most, and then from then on, I didn't expect the team to do anything. So every time we lost, it wasn't that big of a deal because yeah. I just didn't really like our team, to be honest with you. Yeah. But well, now we're back. Now we're fucking here, boys. Let's get and girls and all of you all that like we're fucking <laughs> we're here. Let's get it. That's uh, it's. It's it's been a long, long time coming, dude. Could you imagine for like Sacramento Kings fans that's been since the 50s <laughs> or like like Memphis, oh, for instance, has never won. Like there's team. We're lucky, but we're and, very spoiled. Oh, we are spoiled. So um, let's get into this game real quick before we uh, preview the finals. But so anything that like really stuck out to you about the game? Um, I think what stood out to me the most was just Jason Tatum's shot making down the stretch. Uh, he didn't have like a huge game in the box score, but he finally like stepped up in the huge moments. He hit that, you know, the the shot clock winding down, sidestep three. Um, I think it was maybe four or five minutes left. Just it, it, that was an absolutely massive shot. And then again, two seconds left on the shot clock. We inbound it to him. He makes a quick move, shakes Butler, hits a mid range jumper. That's a huge mm. shot. Um, I loved seeing Tatum just step up in the big moment. He also, he only had two turnovers and I mean, from what we've seen from him, whenever he gets doubled, like they have been, he seems to struggle with turnovers and throwing the ball away. I think he took care of the ball really well, um, started to make, you know, all the right decisions. And I think he just overall played a great game, stepped up when we needed him to. So that was my biggest takeaway. What about you? Yeah. So we got into the doubling Tatum thing and, it was interesting. The Heat's game plan basically was to just double and frenzy Tatum, but then let Smart shoot, which turned out to kind of work because he was three for 10 from three and I believe eight of 22 from the field. But yep. he did have 
he did hit some big shots and he had 24 points. He's making those Marcus smart plays, but it really was interesting to me that event. It was finally like Tatum finally got used to being doubled and pressured um, as much as he was by the heat in this game and was able to just make that outlet pass to smart, which is the right basketball play. You just don't like Marcus smart taking those shots. Well, well, you said you do like it. And I think like this year I, I liked it more, but I don't like him shooting 10 threes. So it was just interesting. Uh, I think, I don't know, like remember game seven against the Bucks. Grant Williams took like 16 threes. Like <laughs> Grant Williams hit those threes. It's just, I mean, you take what, you take what's given uh, to you. I agree with that. In that situation, I agree. I just, I don't want that to be um, like, I would like an extra pass from smart maybe instead of taking if he's five. Yeah. Like it's like, you've missed seven of them. I think <laughs> by then, like, I know you hit three of them, but you also well, missed seven and took 10. So through, through 40 minutes of the game, he was three for seven, which isn't bad. And then he missed three straight in, you know, in crunch time, which yeah. makes it a lot worse. So yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't mind smart shooting uh, just in that, in those situations, maybe yeah, driver. Well, in this one game, it worked because it was taking what the defense was giving to you, which I agree with that. I just hope yeah. that he doesn't get a Marcus smart head about it. You know, no, he won't. is one to do. He, he won't. Yeah. So another thing that stuck Shooting out to me wide was, open shots. Yeah. That's why I don't mind it. But if like what I'm saying is if it's wide open, he, I just want him to get that little other uh, addition to his game where he just is like, all right, maybe I take two dribbles in and shoot a fucking. Yeah. yeah I, I agree with that. Yeah. That's all he needs. That's like, he's, he's already added because before Marcus smart would have taken 30 shots this game from three and would have been one of 30. <laughs> would have been actively hurting us but now he's mature enough to to yeah now he's been mature enough to like know what he's doing and fix it a little bit but another person i want to get into is robert williams um this was a scary game and we also talked about this so a positive of the warriors is that they're very small that's a good thing for us and if robert williams looks like he did last night then he's probably injured i mean at this point in the playoffs everyone's injured but he is probably um he's probably one of the most beat up on the celtics right now and that's very scary because he's he's going to be um, a huge asset to us against the Warriors. So, Jordan, you and I were talking about possibly resting him the first game and then maybe even like putting him on limited minutes restrictions game two or and game and or game three, depending on how it's going, um, just to allow for him to rest up a little bit. And he'll what do you think about that? Do you think he was injured? Yeah. So his thing is knee swelling or knee soreness. Yeah, uh, I think you could see it. he had no lift tonight. Yeah, he also. I can't tell if it's injury or like just just laziness sometimes because last night it seemed like he just didn't box out sometimes. He's like they're exhausted though. Like it's hard. And I think if he was fully healthy, he would give better effort. So yeah, I don't mind. I mean, they have three days off until they play on Thursday. And I would love to see Rob on the court Thursday. But if he's hurt and and if he thinks an extra day is going to, you know, help us out in the long run, then I'm totally fine with resting him game one because game one, we're not supposed to win anyways. That would be an absolute steal if we get game one. So <clears throat> I, there's a couple things. One is like, I think my plan is like, well, one, everyone in the playoffs has a borderline injury. Like there's no way, you're, no one feels good right now. Everyone is hurting in some way. And the, every single time I've heard someone talk about the playoffs as a player, um, like on podcasts and interviews, the you the number one thing you hear about it is that it's extremely intense and that every single person is injured. There's those famous quotes of um uh Ty Lu saying like, 
what's the injury report? They're, they're like, what's the injury pro, uh, report? They're like, everyone's hurt. Everyone's playing. Like everyone has <laughs> yeah. injuries. So I think like what I'm saying is if we're saying like the baseline of like a hundred percent in the playoffs, like feeling wise is you're actually probably feel like 75, 80%. I, 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 that's where I want Rob to be. If he's playing, if he's feeling anything below that, I'm not, I'm having him sit out. I, I would say, but I want him to be playing. Like I want him to be feeling like playoff a hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm sore, but I'm ready to yeah, go. I know what you mean. Uh, but were you concerned at all with his play last night? Or are you just chalking it up to injury? Dude, they're exhausted. That's like, that's, <clears throat> that's pure exhaustion. And then this is a game seven of like a super intense game. And Robert Williams has been injured in and out and is banged up the entire time. I'm chalking that up to inflammation of the knee, which slows you down and pure exhaustion, which all of yeah. them were exhausted there. That was a messy basketball game on both sides because these guys are exhausted. Yeah. I could see that uh, real quick on the NBA playoffs as a whole. Do you think they should give like more rest in between games? Yes. You would get so, a much higher output level of what, like, of like product like this. is It's it's for a business plan. It's kind of dumb because you could also stretch out like you add those games and this is now a much longer playoff series than already. They always they always want the play or the finals to be in June, which I don't know why they're so stubborn about that, but it's just like that's what they I think it's play. I think it's what because yeah, it log uh, times up with like the draft and then the player players union uh, got get, like got it so that way they have a specific amount of days off. Um, I think they could easily like maybe even shorten the regular season and then give. I agree with that one. Two days between playoff games instead of one. Let's get into this, okay? This is this is what's fun about like um, having Adam Silver as our current GM because in the past um, Stern would have ne- he was not open to new ideas. So Adam Silver is much more open. So what I like is I th- like eighty two games is too many games, uh, and the games aren't com- anyway, dude. I know, and then also I don't want to watch people not try. Like, why am I watching it? So yeah. I think you cut it down, however much you need to, so that way every game actually fucking matters. And then you give them more rest in between. And also like, who's coming to a Wednesday night Detroit Pistons game? Like, like where are you, like you, you don't need as many midweek games. I feel like I, I agree, but I, I personally like midweek games, but from yeah. the NBA's perspective, they are, well, they're going to add in two new expansion teams to bring in the money lost, yeah. the revenue so lost from COVID. They're so going they to try to maximize that. their profit however they can. So if yeah. they think that's 82 games, then they're going to keep it at 82 games. I honestly believe if you cut it down to making every game matter, I don't know what that number of games. I think it's 66. I think someone did it. It was like 66 or 72. I think 72 or 66. something like Yeah. Something like that. I think they wouldn't lose money because I think you would get more viewers, but that, I mean, that's a huge risk. So that's also 10. I would just like to see healthy players in the playoffs. Yeah. I don't want to see players. Well, that's the thing. Like in the long run there, I would argue that you're cutting your revenue if you're, if you're increasing these games, because you're going to have more eyes on a fucking playoffs where it's all these different teams with all these great players. I don't versus think so, like, cause you're, we're watching anyway. <laughs> like, no, really, no, you haven't. This has been the, this has it. been the biggest, this has been the biggest one. And I would argue it's because there's warriors with uh, Steph Curry. You got Tatum, you had Yon, like Giannis Tatum was a great selling point. Like if you have more, like who wants to watch, say, say Curry gets injured. And then Tatum gets injured. What's the appeal of a well, finals where it's like a Curryless yes, Warriors? True, but like even think about the Buck series. Middleton was out. the The second best player on the Bucks was out. Everyone yeah, but they had Giannis, so who's a freak. Series. I know. I'm just saying, like the NBA, what, from a money standpoint, isn't going to care 
about injuries unless it starts to be. I think yeah. I think they will because it had we our injury the injuries have been going up. We're seeing a lot more players that are yeah. big players not playing less time, like Joel Embiid, players like that. Like, and granted, that's, that's because of his body type. So I th- what I'm saying is in the long run, like these guys are what what ath- athleticism is now is they're trying to get they're trying to um get like the peak performance out of an athlete, right? So they're they're putting your body through the fucking ringer and they're trying to fix it as best they can. But at some point, without steroids and without like outside uh, aid, your body can only handle so much. And they're trying to optimize the potential of these players, like to maximize it, to make profit, like your body is going to give out and we're going to start losing star players more often. If you shorten the series, you're going to have those star players in the playoffs. And let, tell me what's a better selling point, a Dallas, uh, Luca, Luca list, Dallas Mavericks versus like, um, <clears throat> Memphis without jaw or Memphis with jaw versus fucking Luca and Dallas. Like, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like that, like if those two players are out for like, and those are two guys that are both relatively injury prone players. So we could see a playoffs next year where it's those two teams without those two players. No one wants to watch I mean, that. Yeah. Jaw already got hurt and bead got hurt. Yeah. Luca was injured for part yeah. of it. Luca. Yeah. Uh, Tatum's I been think, out. I Brown's think this been is out. official request by the love cast to the yeah. NBA <laughs> to shorten. Well, they also season. talked about a mid season tournament, which could be another way of bringing in revenue. And so that would be something I would be interested in. There's nah, a lot of changes that's happening. It seemed like no one was for that, but yeah, but they've talked about it, which is different. And those two expansion teams are happening. That's a hundred percent. I, I agree. Uh, Adam Silver seems to be very open to trying stuff, but yes, well, they, they, they've already experimented with the playoffs with the fucking play in tournament, um, yeah, true. stuff like that. And those two new expansion teams, excuse me, the first couple of years, it's going to be, you're going to be, getting your money, your return on your investment, but eventually you're going to get a ton of money off those. And it's going to be interesting to see arguably the way NBA is now you make a few tweaks to it. It's going to be one of the most, it's going to be NFL and NBA eventually. I think. Ooh, I don't know. (laughs) I think you dude, you're seeing freaks of nature play at like the, how do I explain this? Like NBA, I think most people can sit down and just appreciate what you're seeing because you're seeing no one with like no one they're not covered they're like fully oh like, yeah they're more exposed you can see them you can kind of see their reactions like with football it's it's not as personal because they're covered oh. in equipment and stuff yeah and i think when not- you watch a seven foot man dunk on another man like just watch that like I, you don't need to like sports to enjoy that there's also yeah like you're saying there's not the the big i mean there is big nfl stars but honestly the nba stars are way more popular way more popular yeah there's and more, make more fan interaction, but the reason let's be honest, the reason the NFL gets way more is because every game matters as much as a playoff. Exactly. Exactly. NBA. Well, that's why, that's why I'm saying like a few tweaks, like we slow down this fucking whistle. We fix the, the refing where they'd let them play because remember the beginning of the season, this was the most physical season ever. And it was the best season. It was awesome. It was awesome to watch. Yeah. And then now it's, it's hard to get momentum in a game. Some games when the refs are bad. So they make some tweaks like that. I think they, I don't know. Obviously the NFL, I think it's like two different types of people really that like them too. Like it, it seems different market. Yeah. NBA is much. Yeah. Better, but yeah, that, that, that was a little side tangent, but yeah, yeah. no, that, I think there's a lot of changes six, that six they could game make season two, two days between playoff games. I think they should make that happen at some point. Yeah. And then for the finals, give them, I think they give them two days for the finals too. Yeah. Which is good. Cause yeah. cause like, I want to see the best, like I want to see maximize and optimize potential playing like, that's why I'm actually pro steroids as well. Oh by the way, God. if they're safe, dude, <laughs> if they're safe, I want to see them roided up, and I want to see. I've what heard they, that. 
I have heard that before that, like, if you let every NBA or NFL athlete take steroids, it would be fair. Like everyone yeah. would. Dude, guess what? <laughs> Just being on, if you put me on steroids, I'm not going to the NBA. It doesn't matter. No, I have to actually, still be athletically gifted. Is, the, the reason you can't do that, at least in the NFL is they would, they would like that. They would kill. Oh, and if NFL, I disagree. I don't yeah. want them on steroids. They need to be NBA, on like, weed. They, they need to give them have... downers before every game and see what that that's. I would be more interested in that, seeing what happens if they give them downers. <laughs> I don't know. Like NBA, they could get hurt more too because they would be everyone would have a forty inch vert all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, it would be a lot of like, you, you, yeah, you get a lot of like Kevin Ware landings. Just <laughs> yeah, off. you get a lot of bad landings. No, I guess if they're on steroids though, they they are going to be working out so much that their fucking bones will bones will be. Stronger. Yeah, it does. I would. I Same would thing pick. with UFC. You can harden your bones by breaking Dude, down. UFC. If you give UFC guys steroids, someone. Oh is yeah, dying. that that one's different. I regulate UFC. Yes, this is basketball. You're not as coming into as much physical. Con- basketball is the one sport where I'm like, I would say basketball and track. It's like fucking oh, go at it. Track. Go go at it, dude. Like <laughs> have at it, dude. Dude, have at Good it. Do what, you, dude. Do what you need to do. I I I don't give a fuck, dude. Let I those stallions like- run, baby. I, I've, heard takes this, us. I've heard this before. It's not like that far fetched because everyone would be doing. Dude, you're telling me LeBron's not on steroids. He's played. He, look at every single star player who's been in the fucking league. Bet, All of them got injured in the playoffs except for oh, LeBron. I bet the old NBA guys were like Ben Wallace had to be on steroids. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I, I watched some um, a guy more plates, more dates talking about what LeBron takes for steroids. Like there's they, he's been exposed a couple of times. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, he's been exposed a couple of times where, and now it's all speculation. And I could obviously he's a, a, one, he's a, just an extreme talent. Two, an extreme athlete. Three, he's got all the physical fucking gifts, whatever. But four, he takes roids every night. Yeah, four <laughs> though. Five, yeah, four. He also has a personal chef, personal diet, optimized nutrition, everything like that. But five, dude, could be steroids. I don't know. <laughs> just putting that out there. I've seen enough content on it where it's a lot of people that are a lot smarter than I am talking about it and like analyzing, uh, like just videos of him and stuff like that. And I don't know, they were looking at his muscle structure on his traps and stuff, calling that into question. I don't yeah. know. Hello everyone. Sorry. For some reason at this time, um, we cut out and lost everything, but we were basically just talking about some players that we think were going to be traded. And, um, we only missed the first part where, uh, Jordan talks about Bradley Beal being traded. Um, but yeah, so, just before the starts, we're talking about, just for a little bit of context of what's going on, we're talking about DeAndre Ayton being traded. DeAndre Ayton, um, he's, he comes out of Phoenix, and he had, this Game 7 that Phoenix had, I think it's going to go down in history as a really like league-altering Game 7 loss because it's already the biggest and worst loss in Game 7 history, but this could be like the trade of DeAndre Ayton that kind of shakes up the NBA a little bit. This could have a huge end effect, of like end of Chris Paul's like career, basically. Yeah, Devin Booker is now going to be looked at in a different light, uh, depending on how he comes back from this. Like, because that was a huge thing. Like this, Mike Mikhail Bridges. Like, there's a lot of big players that were impacted by this, and there's could be a lot of pieces moving. But basically, Game Seven, there was this weird. What what I'm hearing from like the media and stuff is that it sounds like um, the coach Mon- Monty Williams went to put DeAndre Ayton in, and he refused. Yeah, and said said I'm good, and just didn't go in, which is big no no. And at the end of the game, they're asking him about DeAndre, and then Monty Williams, who never gets angry, was mad and was saying like, was giving very weird like, uh, we will not comment on this thing at the time, blah blah blah. Yeah. So it sounds like he's gone. Um, 
as we know, going into it, he was eligible for his rookie extension, which most, most of the guys in his class signed this year. He did not get offered. So he's coming back. You have to think he's coming back from like a finals. Wait, were they? No, no. Yeah, it was the finals. Yeah. He's coming back from a finals trip and he's arguably one of the best rookies in the class. And Sarver yeah. is, yeah, he's, uh, he is notoriously cheap and essentially he doesn't extend this qualifying offer to um, Aiton, which now means that after the season, he is a free agent. And so after the the question is, can the Suns get anything for him or just walk? Wait, wait, is he a free agent this season? I don't know if he's a free agent, but he's, he's, he didn't sign his rookie extension. So he's not, he's not making as much money as the people in his class and he's pissed about it. And it, he should have signed his rookie extension. Like, I, I don't know why he didn't give it to him. He's a restricted free agent, but I don't know what that means. Okay. So a restricted free agent means that any team. So an unrestricted free agent means you're not on like whatever team offers them the money, they can just take that contract and go. So say, say he's an unrestricted free agent. If Atlanta's like, Hey, here's four years. Um, 350 million that's a crazy contract he just goes and he's be like fuck yeah i'm taking that go signs there nothing restricted free agent means um uh if atlanta goes hey here's four years 350 million um the suns have a chance to match that offer and keep him so and if they match it they just get him yeah so so he's by restricted the suns have him still there's not really much he can do like he can't he can't go but that's where a lot of sign and trades happen yeah, I don't know. I, I don't see them getting any value for him. I think he's going to get offered a max and the Suns aren't going to match it. And he's Yeah, which pop. is so then he just lost an, a huge asset for zero. Yeah, like you in basketball, you always if you're getting rid of an asset, you always want to get an asset back at least. Well, that's like, the worst thing you can do is let a, a yeah. guy leave in free agency. So that's why that's why I'm thinking he's going to be traded. Um, <laughs> well, he can't he can't be, though. <laughs> he's a. Well, like sign and trade or something like, but I don't, I just don't see them. Like you just said, Sarver is that cheap that he doesn't want to, like he would just rather have free cap space <laughs> and yeah. sign the players he wants rather than match eight. And he's not going back to Phoenix. There's right there's away. no way. That's why I have him on this list that he's not going back to Phoenix. Oh yeah. Players. He's okay. Yeah. Let's talk about, uh, we've talked about it a little bit already on the pod, but where, where is he going to go? <laughs> that's, I, that's, I don't know. Like he, <laughs> Dude, I would love him down in fucking Dallas, but I, don't I was know. saying, I was saying Houston would be a, a interesting spot for him to. Dude, I would love the Celtics to grab him for Al Horford. You know, like let Al retire and have DeAndre Ayton, but I don't we can't afford think that. That's possible, but that would be amazing. No, not possible, but it would be beautiful. Um, the thing is, also the big man market is weird because you can get a cheap, reliable big man every free agency yeah you don't that. need a an amazing like we have a patch we arguably have a patch together big man rotation of tice well Horf- i mean not arguably it's horford tyson williams yeah the war like yeah you're paying kevon looney who's really good but like he's just a bit like he was just available he's like a i don't know the 20th best big man in the league you know it's a lock you know it's a lock though is his over rebounds every single game it's over oh they've oh. been they've been capping it at eight and a half nine and a half and he gets 10 every not time. when not when rob will gets a, a look at him dude <laughs> yeah i don't know maybe yeah, it, his rebounds his rebounding is more of a skill than like use of his size though That's and true. those are the guys that those are the guys that get consistent rebounds you fucking imagine um deandre ayton on detroit Holy fuck! Yeah, dude, just, that would be so much fun. He just signs oh. a max contract with with Detroit, dude. They have cap, dude. Then 
That makes Detroit su- – and then they have the picks coming up. Oh, my God, dude. That makes Detroit such a good team. You could Kate also Cunningham, they have such a good young core. Yeah, they they do have a young core. I would I would like to see him go to Atlanta though with with Trey and I wouldn't want him to be I don't want him to go to either because they're in our conference, but they're they're a couple years back. They definitely are. Like they're very, very, very young. But dude, DeAndre Ayton is very young as well. He they get them at the right time. Like I agree, they're not That's gonna fight with us. They're not gonna they're not gonna contend for the next like yeah, probably two three years, years before they start seven no not seven dude two or three before they start in the next not three contend- years. no no not they're going to be in the playoffs in two or three years is what i'm yes, saying and that's sure. not something you want to deal with yeah yeah right. i don't want to deal um, with them in the playoffs but yeah. what's the other team there's another team that they're linked they use portland it'd be a waste portland's that's a waste of a talent yeah i guess you're they're just, just portland stuck there. dude well not really they it depends on what they end up doing with like if they do that, then I guess it gives them a direction. Like it's not the worst thing, but it's well, just a weird. It's a weird from DeAndre Ayton's angle to take that. Yeah. If I'm him, I'm trying to win, right? Like. Yeah. Um. I wonder okay. what he's gonna go for. He's just gonna. I don't know. Dude, the big man market's so strange. That's one of the weirdest markets in the NBA and the point guard market. Like those he's gonna get a max. Ones. He's gonna get a max at one of those three teams. I don't know where he would. Obviously, they all have money. Oh, Atlanta's Atlanta. I don't think is. I think that's the least likely. They would have to make a trade. They can't afford it. They're way too stacked. Like they have. If I was eight, and I would not go to Detroit because it's just Detroit, and I would not want to be there. But (laughs) Jesus, (laughs) dude, we have some. We have some Michigan listeners. Simmer down. Simmer down. To live. I. I heard. I heard it's gonna. I heard it's on the up and up. I mean, that's like a. That's like a real thing. Like players take into consideration well yeah no one really wants to go to boston either so we know you're paying uh, i don't know <laughs> dude we're not a mark we're not a, we're not everyone a, that comes to boston loves it i know but it's usually a fucking process for us to get get them there like gordon yeah. hayward is was our last big signing right yeah Kyrie, al horford <laughs> he was huge at the time dude i was so excited i was i was geeked um but like really those, and then like i don't know we don't really get no, agents. we don't get free agents. We you can't get. argue Miami. Like Miami's definitely a destination. They get whoever they want. Oh, yeah. LA. So yeah. yeah, but so Detroit, we know your feelings. Like we know your pain. Um, and uh, I've heard you're on the up and up. And dude, Cade loves it there. That's important. Cade loves it there. He always talks true, about yeah. it. Yeah, he had a good year. Okay. Yeah. Uh next guy I want to talk about was Donovan Mitchell. So we touched upon it earlier in the playoffs when the Jazz got absolutely embarrassed. And kicked out of the playoffs by Luca. Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert clearly don't fit together. There's no. a ton of rumors about Donovan demanding a trade. He's still on his contract for the next three years, but I I think this could be the offseason where we see him get moved. And yeah. the the two most likely teams that want him are the Knicks and the Heat. And oh. Donovan would definitely want to go to either one of those places. I would go to the Heat, dude. That would round them out like a like that. Oh, that would be a really good team. Take the Kyle. Yeah, really, the- really good addition for the Heat. I think he would fit right in perfectly with the Heat too. And dude, that would suck if he went yeah. to the Heat. I oh, I I love it too much. Like that's <laughs> ooh, that's scary, dude. But I maybe yeah. even get him to play defense. That'd be good. I don't know. I think the Jazz should probably. Oh, and Dwayne Wade's on the fucking. Uh, like is his mentor now is like on the jazz like you don't think he's gonna help out the heat and be like hey why don't you go fucking there i think they should trade him because he's going to leave in three years (laughs) so if you yeah exactly if you trade him though to the heat like so so this is a trade where utah can pick ideally utah is 
not ideally. Wait, wait. Utah's not going to trade him. They're going to trade Rudy. You have him. I just think. I just think Donovan wants out, and if Donovan demands a trade, you don't keep a guy that demands a trade. It's just stupid. But I think. I think the first thing you do first is you get rid of Rudy right away. See if that appeases Donovan, and then if Donovan's still like no, then you. But we also just saw this with Ben Simmons. So what? You want to trade? Yeah. Trade you under contract three years. Same. I don't know. We'll see. I, They're not going to trade an asset like that. He's a one of a kind player. They he should definitely is. get rid of Rudy. Uh, but I don't know. Oh yeah, I don't know what they. Dude, would it's do. another. It would be another Ben Simmons situation. Sim- similarly, if he's like, I want to be traded, we say no. We're going to keep you. Yeah, and that's what I, I'm doing. If I'm Utah, if you have you him trade, under three years, if you trade Gobert and you get a decent package for him, and then you can somehow mend Donovan's relationship with you, yeah, then you do that. But I'm just saying, I think. Donovan is already sick of the jazz. So I agree. But what I'm saying is it doesn't matter what Donovan feels right now. He's under contract for three years so that the jazz can just be like, I don't give a fuck how you feel. <laughs> yeah. Like you're still here, which That's- we saw the six. There's a history of that now. Yeah. Like there's been a precedent set. So, okay. Yeah, like that's that's where it gets a little iffy. That's why I think obviously Rudy Gobert that he was my next person on my list. He's the first one to go. Like I hope they trade him. It. I hope I hope they trade him so fast, dude. I like I hope they trade him too for his sake. He's a good fucking player and he's not being utilized correctly. That's all I'm gonna say on it because I know it's, it's a big just, debate. It's just the worst fit like possible. <laughs> it's just bad. It's just so poor. Like you like he. It's just oh, dude. He there's so many fun. I that's why I like him in Dallas, dude. It's just fun. Like he. I just would love him in Dallas. But even in Dallas, they anchor their defense. Yes. I just think Rudy can't be your second best player. Rudy should be your third or fourth best player. We can build around him. Not just going to stop there. Oh, I know. If they get, like, imagine Dallas got Luca, Rudy, and then, like, like, I don't know, maybe Brunson develops into, like, a 24, 25-point score. Yeah, so let's talk about Brunson a little bit. I think he's on the move, too. Oh, I did want to talk about Brunson. Because if I'm Dallas... Yeah, he's really good, but I'm not. He's, his body type doesn't last in the NBA. I'm not like, signing him to be Luca's like Robin. I no, I just, no, I won't do that because he's not worth, paid. I don't think get paid somewhere else. Yeah, he's not worth that much money. I think they should try to try to get something for him. They need like a like a real um, star. Like Brunson has potential and he could be good, but his play style doesn't fit great with Luca, and he's just not quite to the point that you want your second best player to be. Yeah. And he's also um, like his body type is not one that lasts that ages well in the NBA. And that's like a, if I'm paying a guy with the money that he's going to be commanding, like, or demanding, not commanding, um, like, <laughs> like, I don't know. I just, I want that guy to be more um, suitable for lasting longer in the NBA. Like, I don't want to pay for a guy that's going to be injured a lot. And yeah, I'm that, not worried about that with his body type. He's going to slowly it's just, deteriorate. It's a super tough situation because he had a great year. He clearly I'm just not that high on him either. No, I I know, but like he's he's like very good, but he's not great. He's like he's not, he's third not or fourth best player on your team, maybe maybe third. I would say fourth or fifth option on your team would be. I like, think also he just doesn't fit great with Luca. Like it, oh, not at all. No, like I, they 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 they're both super ball dominant and. That's Dallas needs to make all. some changes. They, but, dude, the thing is, we said this about Tatum and Brown. Like, they're both – they're the same exact role. They do. But they're the better thing. than – they're Brown's better. Like, both of those guys have higher everything than Brunson. Like, a higher ceiling. I agree. And floor. Uh, like, Brunson's, Brunson's ceiling's here. Their floor is there. Like I don't know. I don't know about that. It's a different tier. 
he is right now, but if you're the Mavs, can you see Dude, that? How old is he? Can you, how old can is you he? already move on? Like he just had one good year. And Dude, yeah, he's gonna go get paid. That's fine. He's 25. Dude, yeah. Okay, so I guess he's still he's still relatively young. Like he's entering his prime. I don't know. You're gonna get three years out of him because of his size and his it's body. Just, is that the guy that you pair with Luca for the rest of Luca's? No, career? dude. Because because yeah. it's not gonna be the rest of Luca's career. Because it's gonna be like that the the relative uh, prime for the, a player his size and like what he does because he gets a lot of like just uh, contact and he has to work really hard because of his size. Uh, the average prime for those guys is like four or five years, right? Like. And he's entering his prime. That means you're paying, you're paying that five-year contract for a prime Jalen Brunson. Like, I don't know. I would rather get something else on the market. In my yeah, opinion. I think they got to, they got, they have to. They got to go now. They, you can't lose Luca. And if Luca does, you do what Luca wants is. Thing. I know, but what if Luca loves Brunson? Like, they then can you keep boys. Brunson. And, no, then you keep uh, Brunson. No, I don't think so. Because <laughs> really, I'm, dude, I'm not. I don't think you win with him. I think you have to move him and get a. No, like, you keep, a I think you you just build around. I mean. Like you don't stop there. Like you grab Brunson you, and you give Brunson the max, then you're you're stuck and you you can't. Well, here's what I'm not gonna do is piss you're off Luca. You're not gonna contend. Yeah, but if you come to Luca and you're like, look, dude, we know Jalen's awesome. We know you love him. We love him too. But we can go get, you know, Bradley. You think Luca Luca's <laughs> one of the smartest players to play the game right now. You think if he sees something in Brunson that like Dallas isn't gonna also see that? I don't. I think if they do, it's a mistake, and I think that's, that's like LeBron. That not not it's that's the same that thing. Would be like, no, that is the same thing the Lakers do. They let LeBron run their team, and look what happened. Yeah, that's fair, fair, very fair point. And same thing with Kevin Durant in Brooklyn. And yeah, uh, okay. I, mean, I see you got to put your foot down somewhere. It's interesting. Yeah. Speaking so of speaking of Brooklyn, yeah, yeah. We wanted last guy we want to talk about is Kyrie. So it looks like the Nets don't want to give him uh, the max contract. No. But uh, which is really like concerning because Max was mentioning Kyrie might just fucking retire. <laughs> Dude, I would. I wait. <laughs> wearing the Kyrie wearing Kyrie suck shirt. Okay, I don't hate him as a person. He does a lot for the community. All that jazz. I hate him. I basketball hate him. I don't actually hate him. I I, I also a player. What? I hate him as an athlete. Yeah, I hate him. As, yeah, I hate him as like a basketball player. I just I for what he did to Boston, blah, 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 blah. I don't agree with people harassing him all the time. Like, just let him be. Um, he also warrants it sometimes. And I also hate like I hate people that aren't self-aware. And Kyrie's not self-aware at all because he causes a lot of issues, then plays the victim a lot. Um, yeah. That being said, if I'm a basketball team, I'm not paying him. Are you kidding me? Like he's too flaky, dude. You can't count on him. Like, but the problem is I'm not making out all that upset either. That dude, but that's the thing. Katie, I think is Katie leaving his prime. This. I think Katie knew about this, and Katie's might be a little fed up with Kyrie too. Because the Nets like, would that's not, fair. the Nets would not at all do this if it would upset Katie, like you said. So wait, what did they do exactly? They just said they're they don't want to give him a long term deal. They said that they came out and said, Yeah, that. oh yeah. shit. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even I missed that news, dude. Oh my god. Yeah, that's so, crazy. So, but the the situation is, Kyrie obviously wants to be in Brooklyn. He loves KD. He, he's a Nets fan. Like he's up. yeah, he's born and raised uh, a Net. So he has basically no leverage. They know he wants to be there, and they're probably just going to sign him to a smaller deal. Also, what team like? Yeah, if he's, exactly. If he's mad about a contract that's too low, he's not going to get any better exactly. off. Exactly. No one else 
I don't know. He could. No, no, I'm saying he's going to get offers. They're not going to be any yeah. higher than like, unless yeah. it's some shit team. But he's not going to go to like fucking. I don't even know who would offer him. But would he even want to go? Is the thing like he wants to be in Brooklyn? So I think he retires. You think he retires before he takes a smaller deal? Yeah. Really. I, do. I, don't, I don't think it's about the money for Kyrie, and I don't think he, I don't think he loves basketball. I don't think he loves playing NBA basketball. I think he loves the sport, but I don't think he loves the business of it. And then I don't think he, I don't think he cares about the money. And then I also don't think he clearly doesn't care about the money because he's willing to get to sit out and get fined and not make money for the, for a cause that he believes in. So I don't think basketball, I don't think he loves it as much. And I could see him just sit, just going away and retiring and doing his own thing. Yeah. It seems like basketball is like a hobby or not on his mind. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Which is go to do, do what you need to do. I don't care. You're a human, do your own thing. I don't give a fuck, but I just, I could see him. that, That would be a Kyrie thing to do. It would be. I think. I. I think it's he's almost more perfect. Likely, though I think he's more likely to just take the smaller deal and try to give it a well, shot. He's smart. He'll do that with I Simmons think. and KD because they could be really good next year. Like they. Yeah, if he's smart, he takes the deal. He plays his ass off, and he's fine. But yeah, I don't I, I think, think he'll he will. Do that. <laughs> but it is very interesting that they that the Nets just came out and were like, "Yeah, we're not we're not signing you to a long deal." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it is very interesting that. Dude, do you think Steve? We remember we talked about this. Steve Nash on the hot seat. It looks like he's fine. I mean, it looks like he's staying there. So I mean, dude, you can't fire him after a year. That was a crazy ass year. Oh, I I think they should fire him. I think he's a terrible coach. But (laughs) I know we. I never said they would fire him. I just think they should because he sucks. But we'll see. Hey man, give him a year. (laughs) Dude, we don't have to get into it. But he he's a terrible coach, dude. No, let's hear it. Let's hear it. What? What? what why is he a terrible coach? I kind of. Okay. Did you watch the Nets play? They literally yeah, their was... offense was let Katie give Katie the ball or give Kyrie the ball, and then dude, all I almost the... think he's like he a Brad play Blake Griffin, dude. He didn't play Blake Griffin, and he he put him in for like a half, and he almost won the game. <laughs> he literally almost beat us by himself. Like he has no idea of rotations. Okay, or... to be fair, Blake Griffin, that was like. He's completely washed still. Like, dude, that was, okay, that was washed for what he was, but should he have been playing on that bum ass net squad? Yes, he should. Yes, he should. Yes, he definitely should have been. That's yes. fair. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I yeah, yeah. I don't really have a rebuttal for that. <laughs> it, it wasn't a good performance. I just I think that people get better. Like, yeah, yeah Jason, my my. Uh, yes, Devil's Advocate is like, well, he kind of was put in one of the weirdest situations ever in the history of the sport. And then was just then had a massive blockbuster trade. Like a, I will say, like, it's a terrible place. It's like it's like you have great players, but how the hell do you control? Dude, Katie? you're in the crate <laughs> and Kyrie and James Harden at one point, and, and ben then Simmons now and Ben Simmons. And yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like he literally had like that's a one that's this hap- that situation has happened one time in the NBA. But I just think that that is your job though. Like, it, and if you can't do it, you get someone who can do it. I say give him a year though. Like I don't see how yeah. a year. Yeah, like, you I don't. Can. Or half the season, at least. Hey, hey, give him half the season, man. <laughs> yeah, because, <laughs> we'll, like... We'll see. I, yeah, I mean, it also depends. Like, you, you're making KD happy. So, if KD says, don't touch Steve, I'm not touching Steve. That's true. That's fair. Yeah. But, all right, this was good. Um, We're going to be back on Wednesday talking some more sports.